Hello, welcome to Barnabas Speaks, the podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I'd like to welcome you to another episode. This is actually a special edition of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Before I get into that, I would like to welcome you back from your Thanksgiving break or your Thanksgiving holiday. I pray that everyone had a blessed and a wonderful holiday. I definitely did enjoy time with my family, and I hope that you took the time to be to consider what you should be thankful for, took the time to really be meditative on what God has blessed you with. Now, two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to stand before my church. The church that I attend is Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina, called Renewing Life Church, where Pastor Leonard Ravenel is our pastor. And he gave me an opportunity, he entrusted with me, entrusted me the sacred desk so I could stand before the people and deliver a sermon that was given from God to me. And I spoke on the subject titled, The Process of Becoming, The Story of Jacob. The Process of Becoming, The Story of Jacob. Uh, it is something that God placed in my heart and I and I decided to share it with you, or my listeners, or just as just something extra, something um, not so much a reward, but just something to share with you uh, since I had that opportunity. And I hope that it blesses you. I hope that it is something that uh, speaks to your soul, speaks to your spirit, uh, speaks to your life. Uh, and so without further ado, we'll go ahead and go forward in the, the message. It is called The Process of Becoming the Story of Jacob. I hope it bless you. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Renewing Life Church. I'd like to welcome you to Renewing Life Church, where Pastor Leonard Ravenel is our pastor. I am standing in his place. Last time I stood, I told you that we should never take for granted the trust that God has entrusted us with. He trusts us. He loves us. But also, when someone trusts you with their dream, with their goal, we should never take that trust for granted. And so I am thankful, one, that God trusts me, but two, that our pastor, Leonard Ravenel, trusts me to stand in his stead. We're going to get right started right away, but I just want to say I love God. I do have a scripture to read. Uh, we'll be reading from the 32nd chapter of Genesis. We're starting in the beginning. If you need to know where the book of Genesis is, it's in the very beginning. The 32nd chapter of Genesis, starting in the 22nd verse. And we're going to read down to the 32nd verse. The scripture reads, That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till, the day, till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched. As he was wrestled, as he wrestled with the man, rather. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? 
Jacob, he answered. Then a man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Penuel, Penuel rather, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spirit. Then the sun arose above him, and as he passed Penuel, he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. And if I had a, a focus verse, I would go with verse 28, where it says, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Let us, uh, for today... If just for a little while, I would like to speak from the subject, the process of the becoming, the story of Jacob, the process of the becoming, the story of Jacob. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you know why we are here. We are here, Father God, we come with anticipation for your word, Lord God. Now, we've discussed about this week, Lord God. We've, we've, we've spent time and we've talked about this this sermon, this message that you would have for your people. But God, you know that if you don't show up, I cannot do it. So I need you to stand here, Lord God. And I'll hide behind you. I will hide behind the cross, Lord God. And I will let you minister to your people. And after it's all said and done, after you have ministered to us, Lord God, we will say that it was none of me and all of you. So rest in this place today as I present your word to your people. And we ask that you would do it as you only you know how to do it, and that is great. Yes, I just say we pray. Amen. The process of becoming. The story of Jacob. The process of becoming the story of Jacob. Huh. As we get ready to get into this, uh, I'm a little nervous. I am uh, a little nervous. I'm always nervous as I prepare to speak to God's people uh, to do this thing. But it's a uh, it's a good nervousness. It is. I'm nervous uh, because I know that I cannot do this without God. I know that I cannot stand without God. Now I'm supposed to tell you that I'm nervous, and I'm tell you I'm supposed to tell you that I don't really enjoy this, but I do. I love preaching. I love presenting God's word. I love the whole process of actually preparing a sermon. Everything that it takes. I enjoy digging deep. I enjoy reading the, the beginning and the end. I enjoy all those things. I, I, so while I was nervous, I knew I could get right here in this place. If I could just stand before God's people I would be okay because I know that he gave me a word and a word for each and every last one of you. Jacob is a familiar character in the Bible. If you have spent any time reading the book of Genesis, you have spent any time reading the Bible, if you begin to look at the genealogy in, that you'll find in Matthew, you'll find that Jacob's name is mentioned when they speak of of God, or when they speak of, they say the God of our father Abraham and Jacob. He is constantly mentioned, but do we take enough time 
to really study the life and the story of Jacob. Uh, this is different for me because I'm normally a, a one text preacher, but I'm also normally, I just kind of let it flow. I don't have an outline. I have an outline today. And, but apparently uh, God doesn't want me to really pay attention to that because he has me, he has me going somewhere different right now. Uh, Jacob's story, when we, when we pick up, it's really the end. It's not the end of Jacob's life, but it's the end where basically after this, we begin to see the life of his children. And so it begins to transition from him to his children. So the, they, he begins to pass the baton. Now we'll hear from him again. We'll see from him again. But the reality is, is that this is it. And it's so weird to start to understand the story of somebody's life at the end of their life or at the, the, the transitioning point of their life. I always think, you ever watch a movie? You ever, ever watching the movie and you're watching a television show or a television series and you'll begin to watch it and someone sits down and you're in the middle of the movie or you're in the, you're like, if you, if you like, if you like me, you like to binge watch on Netflix. So you are like, they have seen season one, two, three, and four and you're in season five and they come sitting down asking you what's going on and you let them know that there's no way that I can truly get you to understand it unless you start from the beginning. If you don't start from the beginning, I can't really get you to understand it. In fact, when they start asking questions, you start to get frustrated because now not only are you trying to explain it to them, you're missing what's going on in the story. And so this, this is what we do. We find, we, we're here at Jacob. We have with the end of his, of his process, if you will. But if you don't understand the full process, you won't really understand anything about Jacob. You won't, you won't understand why his name, and we find in verse 28, his name is changed from Jacob to Israel. You won't really understand it because you only came in when it was now time for him to be blessed. You only came in when it was time for him to win. And you don't really understand everything it took for him to get there. You don't really understand why, why is he so... So focus on being blessed by this man that he never met. Why is he so intent on it? No. You see, we live in a social media age and we live in snapshots and we live in screenshots. And what you'll do is you'll go on TV. I mean, you go on Instagram, you'll go on Facebook and you'll see this person's snapshot and you see where they got and you walk in on where they are. But you don't understand all the steps and all the things that they took to get there. And so what happens is that you don't understand the process. Mm. You, don't, you don't really understand the process. You don't understand that, it, mm. you don't understand that, that some nights they were crying and some nights that they, they, didn't, they didn't do it the right way. You don't understand the process. Well, we, 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 if we stop and we start right here and keep on going, we won't really understand who Jacob is. We won't understand the thing that he's been through, the thing that people put on him. We won't really understand those things because we walked in at the end and we just know that Jacob is blessed. We just know that he's blessed. Uh, so if you go into the early of that scripture, you'll realize that he, by this time standard, he's a very wealthy man. If you go, if you work backwards, you, you find out early in verse 32, he had plenty of, of the, 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 if you will, the, the, the way that they decided wealth is not how we decided wealth. When we are wealthy, we have a lot of money in the bank, and they didn't, that wasn't their, their modicum of trade. They had cattle and they had, had uh, goats and they have all these things. And the more you had, the, the more wealthy you were. 
In fact, that's not just it, because Jake, you will find out that Jacob has two wives. So and you have two wives, and he has uh, 11, okay, he has 11, he actually has 12 sons, not to include the daughters, but he has 12 sons. Now, we don't really understand it, but the reason why God generally blesses somebody with the ability to have two wives and the ability to have 12 12 sons, it means that he's able to be accountable towards that. That means that he's able to take care of what God has blessed him with. And so we find that he is very wealthy, but that's not, that's not it either. That's, that's, that's not what, because think about it, he's very wealthy, but he's still asking God for a blessing. Think about it. He's very wealthy, but he's still asking God for a blessing. I want to stop here, and then we'll come back to this, but what happens when it's not enough? Mm. What happens when it's not enough? Because when we meet him is that he has all this stuff, yet he's still asking God for a blessing. But why? That's the question. Why is he asking for a blessing? You won't understand why he's asking for a blessing until we go back through the life of Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, Jacob. Born from, he's the son of Isaac and Rebekah. He's actually a twin. He's actually a twin. His, his brother's name is Esau. And so when his mom is pregnant, when Rebecca is pregnant, God says this to them. Inside of you, that you have two nations, and they're warring. Now, I need you to hear what God says about these two sons. Why? The youngest is going to be over the oldest. Now, for these times, that is not how it works. The oldest gets the blessing. The oldest carries on the name of, of, of the father. He gets all those different things. He gets the first blessing, which is going to come in handy later on. You're going to need to know that. And so when she is giving birth, Esau comes out first. And while he's coming out, Jacob grabs his heel. And they come out together. Esau is red and hairy. So his name Esau means red or hairy. That's, that's what it means. Everybody's name has a, has a meaning. Jacob's name, we would say that it means heel grabber because he was grabbing the heel of Esau. But that's not exactly what it means. It means supplanter. Now, supplanter, what does that mean? Like, okay, supplanter. The best way to say it is that he was a deceiver. So his earthly parents bring him to this world and they tie into him, they, they attach to him a name that's going to carry through him forever. When we meet someone, we say, I did not know this was coming back. I thought about this, I found this out a long time ago. We say, What is your name? Right? If I meet you, I'm like, hey, what's your name? You'll say your name is Brandon, and I'll say my name is Cloyd. But, that's, but if you actually read German, Ger in German, they do not ask you, what is your name? Well, they ask you, but in, in, when they say it in German, it actually means, what is your name? But when we translate it into English, it actually means, how is your name? So every time Jacob meets someone, he, don't just, he doesn't just t teach them, tell them his name. He says, my name is Jacob. And as soon as he says, my name is Jacob, they say, it's a planter. So at 
at that very moment, it causes them to step back because they know that that, mean, that name means deceiver. This is, this is Jacob. So he has this prophecy that his heavenly father has given him that he will be over the, 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 his oldest brother. The younger brother will be over the, the oldest brother. But we have a problem. Because Isaac decided differently. You know how we do. We know the prophecy, but we don't like it, so we tweak it to where we... It fits better. Mm. So, we'll never say it, but sometimes parents have favorites. It's just what it is. Esau was Isaac's favorite, and Jacob was Rebecca's favorite. But the thing about Jacob is that he was very intelligent and cunning. So one day, his, his, his brother was a hunter. Esau was a hunter. If you will, he was a man's man. And so he goes out, and he decides that he's going to He comes back, and he's famished. He's tired. And Jacob, living to his name, Jacob is cooking. And his brother says, I am hungry. I am about to die. Let me get some of whatever you're cooking. Let's just say it was stew. Jacob being who he is, being the deceiver, being the supplanter, he says, sure. I'll give you something to eat, but give me your birthright. Give me your birthright. And it doesn't make sense to us, like, you can't give up your birthright. You, if you're the oldest, you're the oldest. That's how it works. But no. So he says, what good will my birthright be to me if I die? So basically, he swears his birthright to him. So now, according between them, they have made a contract. Now, Jacob is the oldest. Now, this is the problem. This is exactly what we do. I'm going to tell you this is exactly what we do. We hear that God has a prophecy for us. We hear the prophecy, and now what we decide to do is that we're going to help God do what he said he was going to do. That's what we're going to do. He's like, well, it's my birthright. It's supposed to be mine anyway. Let me help God. And we don't care how we do it. We don't care how we do it. Now, when I begin to write this message, this message is about the process. We were supposed to be talking about the process, right? We're talking about the process. But the challenge with the process is we often try to abort the process. Mm. we often try to abort the process we either abort it or we try to manipulate it let's find out what process means I did a little homework so process a series of actions or steps taken to achieve an end that's one definition a series of, of actions or steps taken to achieve an end the second definition is a systematic series of operations performed to produce or manufacture something. We live in a very instantaneous world. We want it now. It's all about the commercial. It's my money and I want it now. And we, we, we want it now. We, 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 live in, I, we live in a microwave society. And I think about back to when my parents were growing up. They, as they wanted to reheat their food, they had to literally wait. They had to heat up the oven, put it on the oven, and put it on the stove, and they had to wait for it to reheat. And it takes its time. Have you ever had a microwave dinner? I've had a microwave dinner. Definitely had a microwave dinner. And versus a microwave dinner versus a meal that someone actually cooked. It is no comparison. 
right? There's literally no comparison. There's no comparison to someone getting in the kitchen and chopping up whatever they need to chop up and seasoning the meat and, and getting their hands dirty and, and, and putting it in the oven and waiting for it to come out. And then at the end of the process, you have a meal that took its time, somebody putting it, but a microwave meal, you don't even care. You don't care if, you, if, you, if you're not really hungry, you're not even caring if you get to it or not. But a cooked meal, after you put, your, you put your time in and you wait for it, oh, you want that meal. You start smelling it. You start coming in, you start checking pots, what's in here? I, I, I use that because we're close to Thanksgiving. It's almost Thanksgiving time, and so the food is going to be in the in the kitchen. And, and but if you went to if you went to your parents' house, or you went to your family's house, and everyone was eating microwave dinners or eating pieces, you were like, whew, maybe I should have visited somewhere else because there was no time put in, there was no processing. But we live in a in a in a, in a generation that wants to either abort or manipulate the process. Amen. Amen. We want to either abort or manipulate the process. The problem is the process, rather purpose, is process, not given. Mm. Pur- purpose is process, not given. It's not even presented. You don't even know who you're going to be until you go through a process. Mm. Mm. You don't. You don't know. Like Jacob didn't know who he was going to be. He had this. He had this anointing. And so what he did was he began to try to figure out how do I make this my reality the quickest way? Because my parents, they don't really care about this prophecy. My dad, who is the the, 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 the father, the patriarch during this time, he is the one who technically passed down the blessing. So if I leave it up to my father, he'll never adhere to the prophecy of God. So the only way it's going to happen is if I give him some help. And if I give him some help, I'm going to do it my way. So I may have to cut a few corners. I may have to cheat to get there. But it's mine. So it doesn't matter how I go to get it. It's mine. No one can tell me that it's not mine. God told me I'm going to get a car. So if I, gotta, if, I have to, if I have to sell drugs, if I have to do this, if I have to sell my body, it doesn't matter how I get it because it's mine. God told me it was mine. If I don't have to pay my tithes, if I don't have to do any of the things that God wants me to do because God told me it was mine, I don't need permission to get what was mine. Mm. So, hey God, you're working too slow for me. Yeah. See, I told you I love preaching, and I, I do. And everyone believes that I heard this voice from God in my 20s that I was going to be a preacher. No. God told me this when I was a kid. I was a kid. I would go out after church. I had this blue hamper, and I would sit the blue hamper down, I put my toys up, and I preached to my toys. It turns out, not noticed to me, talking to my grandmother, they would call me Little Bishop. Cause I would, I would always be, I would, I would dress and I would, I would, I would preach, but it's not really. I grew older and I, and I, and I began to stray away from it. But even then, I had a picture of where the preacher's supposed to be. And so I began to, to dress myself, not necessarily dress myself, but 
dress myself how I thought a preacher should be. I was trying to skip the process to get into what God told me I was going to be by trying to figure out how to do it all on my own. How is it that I'm going to be a preacher, but I'm going to exclude God from the process? The thing is that we, we, we believe that all we have to do is get there and then give God glory. And that's not how it works. We don't just get there and then get God, give God glory. I saw this cup on Instagram, and I told the person I'm stealing this from my sermon. It said, the glory is in the details. The glory is actually in the details. You don't get any glory if you, if you robbed and, 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 and lied and deceived your way to your blessing, and then say, oh, look what God blessed me with. He didn't bless you with that. He, you, you stole that. Jo, jo, Jacob, he didn't bless you with, with the, the birthright. You stole that from your brother. Your brother was hungry, and you, you took advantage of his, of, his, of, his, his, of, his, of his weakness. You took advantage of his vulnerability, and you said, give me this, and I'll give you that. That's not brotherhood. That's not God. I'm nowhere in that. What, is, what are you doing that you're saying that is God, but he's nowhere in that? Where in your life are you saying that God did this for me? And God said, I've never even been there. I've never even touched that. That was all you. But it's okay that you stole to get it. Because no matter how much you try, no matter how many times you take the shortcut, no matter how many times you figure you can go under, or you can go over, or you can go around, or you can lie, or you can cheat on the test, or you can do this, this, and that. God said, I purposed you, and you can't avoid my process. I don't care what you do, you can't avoid the process. Why? Because the process was never about you getting where you thought you were going to get. The purpose of the process is to build you. The purpose of the process, imagine this. Imagine one day, you go to the doctor. And you're dealing, since this is prevalent right now, you're dealing with cancer. And you go in the doctor's office, and you don't see any degrees on the wall. You don't see any certifications. And you begin to talk to the doctor. You're like, hey, where'd you go to medical school? Medical school? God told me I'm going to be a doctor. I just got this white coat, put it on, and here we are. Bought me an office. You mean... You didn't study biology? You didn't do any pre-med? You mean you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go to medical school? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do any residency? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't intern, you didn't do any of these things? You just, what would you do? If you're smart, you walk out the doctor's office. If, you, if you're smart. Now, when I put it that way, it makes sense. But now what I want you to do is think about what you're trying to avoid the process in your life. What is it in your life that you're trying to avoid the process and say, I just need to be there? I just, I just need to get there. I, I don't, I'm not going to say, I don't know everything that, you, that, that you're trying to be, but I know this. It takes time. It takes time. You ever had a slow a meal cook in a slow cooker? I, have you ever had a meal cooked in a slow cooker? 
like it, it, it's seasoned good. The, the, the seasons and the, the, the spices soak in and it has, it's full of flavor. What you want to do is you want to put the oven on high and, and have the meal, but it doesn't taste as good as a slow cooked meal. Yes, you may feel like you got the end result, but even at the end result, it doesn't taste good as a slow cooked meal. You're sitting there eating it, savoring it. You don't want to leave anything on the plate because it's so good. What God is saying is that purpose is a slow-cooked meal. Mm. Mm. Purpose is a slow-cooked meal. You, you, you have to, he, he sits you in the pot. And the thing about it is, he's the chef. So he knows where the heat needs to be. He knows how he seasoned it. He knows exactly how long it takes to cook. But he leaves you in the pot. And this is what you can do with a slow cooker. He puts the top on and walks away. He walks away. And I'll come back. Okay, Jacob. So you stole your brother's birthright. Okay. I'm gonna add, don't worry, I'll add some more to the pot. I put the, I put the top on. That means that I need you to cook a little bit longer, so I'm gonna turn it down something. I'm gonna walk away and come back. Okay. Okay, so now we go, Jacob's done that. He's done that. And so now Isaac's about to die. Isaac's dying. And I told you that it was the Father's purpose to, to bless them. So Isaac says, Esau, this is what I want you to do. I want to bless you because I'm about to die. I don't have much longer on this earth. I want you to go and get your weapons and go get me some venison. I like the way you cook it. I like the way that you, when you go, go hunt and go kick it. Rebecca hears this, but she favors Jacob. Jacob, this is what I want you to do. See, this is why you got to listen to the voices in your head, that listen in your ear, because they may cause you to try to abort the process because they have a quicker way. This is what I want you to do. I'm cooking this meat, and I'm going to make it taste and savor for like, like the, like the, like the ben venison that your, your brother's going to get. Here, put this fur on. You're going to go into your father's tent and you're going to say that you're Esau. Yeah, but he's going to know. That's why you put the fur on. So he goes in. He gives his father the, the venison. Now his father hears something off. He says, you feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. But here's your blessing. He gives him the blessing of the firstborn. Now, there's a lot of things wrong in this picture. But God said, it's okay. Uh, I have to turn the heat down a little bit more. You need to cook a little bit longer. So Esau comes back, and he's mad. Because Jacob stole his blessing. Give me another blessing, Father. You're able to do it. <laughs> How about this? The blessing he gives him is exactly like the prophecy that God gave them. You will always serve your brother. You will always be under your brother. I'm paraphrasing that. Esau takes the appropriate time to mourn. And then he says, I am not going to stop until I kill my brother. He stole my birthright. He stole a blessing. 
So Rebecca sends him to her, her brother's house and says, go stay with him. He goes and stays with them. And he falls in love. He falls in love with a girl named Rachel. So I have, to, I have to process you through this story. He falls in love with a girl named Rachel. Now watch this. I told you that you cannot abort the process. It's, it's slow cooked. It's a, this purpose is a slow cooked meal. He says, I want to marry Rachel. He says, okay, work for me for seven years. He worked for him for seven years. It seems like he's telling me, all right, I can work for seven years. I'm in love. It felt like, he said, it says that he was so in love with her, it had, the seven years went by so quick. And it comes time for the wedding night. And in Hebrew culture or Jewish culture, the veil that the, that the bride wore, it did not come off until after the marriage was consummated. So she wore the veil through the ceremony. We'll say she wore it through the reception. She wore it when it was time to consummate the marriage. And then they wake up the next morning and he finds out that his father, his brother, his father-in-law rather, deceived him. Because it was Leah. Wait a minute. This looks familiar. What? The deceiver got deceived? I told you that you cannot avoid the process. I don't care how many shortcuts you take. You will have to be processed. So here he goes and he says, you deceived me. Imagine, <laughs> imagine someone that lies to you all the time and you told a lie and they yell at you. You lied to me. And you're like, what? I lied to you? Your name is Jacob. You ain't nothing but a deceiver. That, your name lets me know who you are. You should have seen this coming. He goes and says, this is what you do. I cannot, we're going with this, this culture again, is that it's not customary to marry off the youngest before we marry the oldest. We got this youngest, oldest thing. It's process. Okay. Work for me for seven more years. He's mad, but he doesn't. Works for seven years. Gets Rachel. And then the problem is Leah is fertile and Rachel is barren. He loves Rachel. He loves Rachel. But Leah, he didn't love that much. And he didn't love her, but she was processed purpose. Because there was a word on his life that had nothing to do with him. Because when God, his grandfather was Abraham, and when God met Abraham, he says that I'm going to make you a father of many nations. But in order to do that, I have to work through your, he didn't say this, but this is what we find out later on, that I have to work through your lineage. So Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, is now become the fulfillment, the fulfillment rather, of the promise 
that God gave Abraham. So he loved Rachel, but Leah was purpose. He loved Rachel, but Leah was purpose. Okay. You love the end product, but the process is purpose. No, he didn't want to marry Leah. You, know, you think that everything that we, that we want, that we have to do, we want, you think that we want to go to school, you think that you want to have late nights, you think that, that in order to have a business, I have to study the business law, I have to understand what the tax laws is, you think I want to study that thing? I just want to take some money, put it in the store, put the product in it, they pay for it, and they bring it back. I don't want to go through this, but inside the process is purpose. Leo was purpose. Yes, he loved Rachel, but and not to say that Rachel didn't have any purpose in his life, but I promise you, you can't avoid this process. There's a process to this. I can turn it up a little bit more. Slow cooker, you know, he got left in the slow cooker. I can turn it up a little more. You, you understand it now. You're getting it now. And so, it's not over. He still has some lessons to learn because he becomes a deceiver again. And we, it's not to the end till we realize what God was doing this whole time. So, it's time now for him. Jacob, Jacob, uh, and he has kids with Rachel. He has children with Leah. And it's time to go. He says, listen, give me what's mine. I'm ready to go. I wanted to go set up for my family. I worked for you for this many years. Is that time? He said, all right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take, you, Jacob being, so he said, I need some, some, some wealth, some income. So he says, I'll give you all of the blemishless uh, cattle, sheep. Here's an animal. Don't hold me to the, 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 the animal type. And I'll take anything that's spotted. Laban says, okay. If you understand biology, you understand, or you even understand, I know this is a, this is a, a bad word in, in the church, evolu evolution, how evolution works, is that eventually, if you put spotted, we'll say cattle, with other cattle, and they begin to mate, they'll take on the, the characteristics of the stronger animal. So he began, all of a sudden you begin to see he has there's more spotted cattle. I'm just using cattle, that's not the animal. Then there are blemishless ones. Now there are blemish blem, there are blemishless ones, but they're not as strong as the spotted ones, because Jacob, he's deceived. I told you he's cunning. Took his cattle and they left. Laban begins to pursue him. But that's not what I want to get stuck on. I have to tell you the story of Jacob. It's during this time that he begins to question his ways. And God is like, oh, you're almost done. Oh, it's going to be good. You know how you're looking at that slow cooker? You're like, man, you pull it off. It smells good, but it's not quite done. But it's almost done. I'm going to put the top back on. It's, it's almost done. Give another hour or two, we'll come back to you. Oh, it's going to be tender too. So he leaves and he's going through 
and he hears that his brother is after him. Now, the last time he checked, his brother was trying to kill him. That's the last time he checked, his brother wanted to kill him. So his brother's after him, and he's like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? This is what I'll do. I'm going to send a party ahead of all my stuff, and that, I'm, that's a gift to Esau. And then I'm going to put my wife, my wife's, wife's, yes, and children, <laughs> and I'm putting them over here. I'm going to separate myself from them. So now he's left. He's sleeping. And he wakes up, and a man comes and wrestles with him. man comes and wrestles with him. And he's wrestling with him. What you think is that when you have to suffer or struggle, that it's the devil. That's what, that's what we say is that when we're struggling, it has to be the devil. Because God wouldn't want me to suffer like this. God wouldn't want me to struggle like this. God wants me to have nice things. God wouldn't want me to to. to, 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 to go through bankruptcy. God wouldn't want me to, to, to have my lights cut off. God wouldn't want me to have my house foreclosed. God would this has to be the devil. But that wasn't the devil that came to see Jacob. It was God. It was an angel. And so he's wrestling with him. He's wrestling with him. And it's at this point Jacob realized that he couldn't get this blessing the way that he'd been trying to get it. At this point, you realize that there was a process to his purpose. At some point in your life, you have to realize that there's a process to your purpose. And, I, and God wants you to get it now. But he will take your whole life to show you that there's a process to purpose. And what is inside the process this whole time, Jacob, it was never about the blessing. I wanted relationship with you. See, do you know why people, you see people go on these shows, they have these, these different shows on, and it's, uh, I think it's speed dating, or this, this, and that, and they, they end up in a relationship with The Bachelor, and then a few years later, maybe a few months later, you look and you're like, oh, they got divorced or they broke up. Because relationship is about process. Yeah, relationship is about process. I said the process of becoming. You don't just wake up one day, and I know this is bad English, and you be. No, you have to become what you are to be. There's a process to becoming. You don't wake up. We didn't wake up one day and we were husband and wife. There was a process to it. And even after we said I do, we still had not finished the process of being. We've been married going on eight years. We still have not got to being. We're not, we're, not, we're not there yet. 
there's still idiosyncrasies that we're learning about each other. Mm-hmm. But if in the middle of the struggle of becoming, we aborted the process, how will we ever be? How would you ever? If in the, I want to go back to my crock pot. If you go back to your crock pot and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like waiting anymore. Unplug it. You go to the store and get you something quick. You'll never know how savorful it was. You'll never know how, fla- how much flavor it had, how tender it was. Most people were bored to it. Most people quit right at the, 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 the point of purpose. Mm-hmm. Because we lied to you. We told you that if you walked down the aisle and said, I love God. He's my savior. I believe that he died for my sins and the sins of the world. And we, we told you that everything is going to be okay. We even, read, we even told you the scripture that all things work out for the good of them that love the Lord, Lord and are called according to his purpose. We said that all things work out for the good. And what we made you believe that all things are going to be good. No, the process is hell. You're going to go in. You're going to have some lows. You're going to have some highs. You're going to have some things that, that don't look like this is God at all. You're going to wonder, is God, can you hear me? God, we're... We, we don't have any more money. Can you hear me? God is sitting there saying, I'm still slow cooking. You go through the process. I'm telling you that you sit there long enough. Then it is in the process that you learn who God is. The glory is in the details, not the end. Yes, you give God glory, but the only reason, only way you know how to give God glory, true glory, is when you've been through the hell, you've been through the fire, and you begin to say, I shouldn't have made it through that, but God. I should have been poor, but God, I should have died with that sickness, but God. We say that because we've processed through it. We've had a relationship with him. Jacob now is at the point where he realizes that I need you, God. Yeah, yeah, that's relationship. Because before that, he didn't need God. I figured this out on my own, God. I'll get my birthright on my own. I'll get the blessing on my own. My daddy don't want to give it to me, I'll trick him. My brother don't like it, I'll I'll, I'll swindle him out of his birthright. God gave me this blessing. So what we're doing is we're dressing ourselves up. We're dressing ourselves up as as what we thought we were to be. And we don't want to become it. And so I knew I was going to be a preacher. I knew I was coming to preach today. Brandon, come help me, please. I knew I was going to come preach today. And so I put on my, my jacket. I put on my jacket. And uh, I said, God, I put on my jacket. Just hold the mic. Uh, I put on my jacket. But God said, you put on this jacket and you put on this tie. But I never needed that. So I need to strip you, strip you from the tie. Let me hold it right here. Mr. Mike. I need to strip you from this tie. Take this jacket. Because you, 
you got dressed how you thought I wanted you to be. But what I need you to do is realize that I purposed you. And I can't bless you with the old you on you. So I need you to lose the name Jacob. I don't want you to be called Jacob anymore. I don't want you to be called Jacob anymore. Matter of fact, I don't want anybody to be able to see, thank you. I don't want anybody to be able to see who you were. I don't want people to see you and say, there goes Jacob, the liar. You didn't understand, I was processing you through purpose the whole time. And I was trying to get what your earthly daddy put on you, off you. I'm trying to get what your earthly mother put on you, off of you. They called you deceiver. They called you supplanter. So after a while, if they're going to call me it, I might as well be it. If, if you're going to call me a liar regardless, I might as well earn that title. I, I, I might as well earn it. I, if, if you're going to call me a harlot, I might as well earn it. Only thing I did was make a mistake when I was 16. And I laid where I shouldn't have laid. And I had proof of it. But now every time I see you guys whispering, here she comes. After a while, I said, well, maybe I am a harlot. After a while, maybe, maybe I am just like my daddy. Maybe I am a womanizer. You know what? I'm going to live that. But what God says is that I've been processing you to get what was put on you and what you dress yourself up, up and off you. I need to get it off you. I need, I need to get everything away from you so you'll no longer be called Jacob. Your name, Israel, signifies relationship with me. Because you have struggled with man and God and you prevailed. Wait a minute, you mean he won? No. He survived. You stuck through the process. Now I can bless you. Yeah. But when he gave me this, this, we think we put this on and then we get a title. They call me elder now. Reverend now, and I have this on, but no, this is not the blessing. No, the blessing is you have a relationship with me now. Yeah, the blessing is you can come to me and I'll be your father. I'll be what your earthly father couldn't be. I'll be your comforter. I'll be your, your, your wisdom, I'll be your advice. I'd be the, the person that, that encourages you when, you when you're not sure. I, I'll be what your first husband and your, your first girlfriend and your first wife couldn't be. I, I'll be that. The blessing was never about the things. 
I, so I started off with, what happens when wealth isn't enough? He had the wealth. He had the family. See, some of y'all want this thing so bad. And God said, I am greater than that thing. <sighs> okay. Sorry. My son is five. Everyone, most people know that he was diagnosed with autism. And we are watching our son grow up. And he's going through the process of just becoming. And we happen to look to the left. See, when you go through the process, you begin to look to the left, and you begin to look to the right. And your process seems to be going a little bit slower than everyone else's. And so you wonder if you're, if you're going the right way. Mm. And so you look to your left and you guys got saved at the same time. Let's, let's back up. Let me, let me make it personal. You gave your initial sermon before this person. You study harder than this person. This is me. They're there. They're there. And you're here. And you don't understand, God. You called me to this thing. You called us all to this thing. They're way ahead. Am I, am I doing something wrong? Did I tell you you're doing anything wrong? Stay there. Just enjoy and relish the process. Back to my son. I have a few friends, they eight is around the same age as them. And he's our son is he's not completely nonverbal, so he, he does he's speaking. We find out that nonverbal means that no talking. So he's not we won't say that he's nonverbal anymore. But he is still processing his speech. And so we'll go on Instagram. I promise sometimes on Instagram you just need to log off and detox. So he we go on Instagram and we see this other child, same age or a little bit younger. And he's speaking so clearly and so freely. And then I see this other kid, we see the other kid, he's playing T-ball and these different things. And I was fine as long as I was just looking at him. And I find myself in his room. And I thought about it. And I brought the tears. And I started to think about, I started to look at Aiden from the lens of this child over here. Through this process. And we begin to look at Aiden from the lens of this child over here. And the guy said, I want you to look at your son again. Look at him. And I'm biased, so understand this. But he has a smile that can light up a room. So I see his smile. And I see his loving, lovingness. But he just wants to be embraced. And God said, look at him. Enjoy who he is. Though to you, his process seems to be taking a long time. He's right on time. Mm. You see, everyone's process is different. You want to know why? Because the process is about relationship. You cannot speed up relationship. You can't. 
I know you're looking at these other people, and they seem to be further along, but the process was to build relationship. No, you go through the process because when someone comes to you and tries to take away what you've earned, they find that they can't take it away because you earned it. Now, if God just presents purpose to you and then says, here, take this purpose, you don't know how to handle it. You, you, you're not built for this. The process builds you up. Come on, man. The process builds you up mentally and physically. And the process builds you up mentally and physically. I can put you in the place physically, but you won't be able to withstand it. But I'll put you through the process and you get stronger mentally. I don't care what comes against you physically. Mentally, you have made up your mind that I'm not going anywhere. Where does that sound familiar? Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. I've been through hell, and I'm going to stand right here until you bless me. I need you, God, so I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I know that it hurts. You, you hit my hip, and now after I leave, I have to walk with a limp. I have to walk with a limp. The limp is to let you know that I've been with God and I earned this. The limp is to remind you, to remind me rather, that I've been processed through this. No one can take this away from me. I don't care what you say. You tell me that God is not a blesser. No, I was in the desert fighting with God and he blessed me. You can't take this away from me. I've been through it all and it is mine. It is mine. We together. I've processed through this relationship. My God is an awesome God. No, I didn't read it in the book. I found out in the, in, in the wilderness. He's been processed. If you abort the process, if you, if you abort the process, he can't, he can't present purpose to you. Because if he presents purpose and you haven't been processed, You'll walk away. Mm. When, 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 when met with opposition. You ever, you ever work for something? No, no, truly work for something. I had a, my dad gave me a car. He gave it to me. I paid, I paid $500 for it. I didn't really work for the money. Used it. Yeah, I know what refund checks is. I used my $5 from the refund check from college, sent it home, got the car. Drove it, drove it to the ground. Didn't really take care of it like I should. I deployed in 2008, and I worked 12 hour shifts. And before that, I worked to get my, my credit together. I came back, paid cash for a car. I worked hard for that money. And I made sure the oil, it had oil change, made sure the tires were good. I, no one could take that away from me, but I appreciated it more because I processed. I had to save money. I had to make sure I didn't spend it recklessly. When you've earned this, and I'm not saying that you can earn this because this is God-given, but he couldn't give it to me until I went through the process. And a lot of people 
saying that I'm called to preach. I'm called to lead. And they just, they think, oh, I'm called to preach. I should start preaching right now. I'm called to lead. I should start leading right now. I'm called to, 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 to run my own business. I should just go and start the business right now. And they haven't, they haven't been through anything. They have, they have no experience. They, they haven't struggled to get where they needed to go. They just wanted to be, but never become. I used to, I used to think about preaching. Uh, I used to think about preaching. And I had this dream. I have, I have a list, actually. I have a list of, I know I'm not supposed to say this. I have a list of places I would like to preach. Because I saw myself preaching there. And I said, God, I said this before, and I'm going to say this again. God, I want to be a, an awesome preacher. He said that you'll be a great preacher when you suffer somewhere. When you allow me to process you somewhere. I wrote a book called The Becoming. And this is not the scripture that I use in the book, but the premise is still the same. Uh, everything you go through in life, in this Christian walk, it's about building relationship with God. I know you want the nice car. I know you want the nice house. I know you want the, the six-figure job. We would all love those things. We know, we, I know you want your own business. I know you want all those different things. And you've been working at this thing. And you're saying, God, why is it not working? He said, you'll be a better preacher when you, when you suffer more. I said, why? Because Right now, you're wearing, what you're wearing is manufactured perfection. You put your tie on, you tie it real nice. You, you put the jacket on. You're iron this morning. And you're wearing manufactured perfection. You're wearing manipulated perfection. You put that suit and tie on to, to hide your insecurities. You, you speak down to people to hide that you have low self-esteem. You have conceit in your heart because you're not even proud of who you are. But I have to take you through this process of healing you and removing the things that you think cover your, your shortcomings. I have to process you through becoming so you can be. If I do not process you through and allow you to become, when I need you to stand on my word, you won't. When, when, the, when you go to get the loan for the business and the first bank deny you, you won't be persistent enough because you haven't been processed.
yourself through the process of becoming, you become sure of some things. I struggled with this calling for a long time, even though I knew God called me back when I was six years old. I struggled with it. But if I did not struggle, if I did not argue with God, if I didn't hear him saying, I called you for this. If I didn't hear him say that, the moment someone said, I don't believe you're supposed to be a preacher, or the moment that the applause in it wasn't where I thought it should be, or I didn't get enough likes on social media, I'll say, maybe that I'm not that great of a preacher. Maybe God didn't call me for this. Maybe I should just be a writer. I know you. I know your story. Imagine the times you had, were told no and you turned and you turned around. But when you got your opportunity, you decided that there was nothing that anyone can do to turn you around. Because you are processed into becoming. You stand where you are now, confident, because you have been processed to be where you are now. You didn't necessarily earn it, but you did earn the confidence. The things that you have been through, your family, your, your, your life, it was God slow cooking you. No, I want you to stay right there. I should, I should have had a scholarship. No, I, I wanted you to work through school. Because if, if, if you didn't work through school, you'd have been distracted. You'd have been at all the parties. And to be honest, you would have avoided. You would have avoided your your purpose. I put you there to slow cook you. And at just the right time, I took the top off. And I realized that you were just the right amount of tenderness. And now I can serve you. So you finish your slow-cooked meal, you pull the meat out, and you don't even need a knife, because it's not tough anymore. Break it off with the fork, and you give it to them. And it's enough to feed everyone. I process you, this is what God's saying, I process you through this to your purpose. Is that because he's processing me to becoming something else. And it's hard. But it's not hard. This is not hard. 
Do I have some hard things in my life? Yes, but it's processing. You got to go back to the beginning to find out my story. I know this. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I joined our church in Charleston. And uh, I went, I deployed, and I came back. And uh, they asked me to teach members class. And I'll never forget what the person said. There's another person says, man, I don't think he meant it as an insult, but he said, y'all need to give people a chance to, to get acclimated to snap. What he was really saying, that's not what he said. I'm really so, uh, really uh, kind of paraphrasing. Basically, he didn't understand that I've been processing this. What looks like to you that I just woke up one day and I'm here, it wasn't. I fasted for this before I knew what I was fasting for. There were days where I just, I didn't read anything else but just studied the Bible. So when people look at me and think that, oh man, he's just there. I don't take offense to it because they don't know my whole story. But I don't lose confidence because I've been processed through this. I don't doubt who God is because I've been processed in a relationship. Jacob went through the process. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that he had more difficulties in life. But what we do find out, what we don't see later on, is any of this deception anymore. Because God gave his identity. The becoming gives you your identity. The process gives you your identity. It does not necessarily make you who you are, but it reveals who you are. I wanna, I wanna close with this thought. We now read this story of Jacob, and we read it as a testimony to how good God is. This is my last point. We read it as a testimony to how God is, good God is. And we only know how good God is. We only have the testimony because he went through the process. Just think about the things that you share with people that you've been through. If you did not go through that, you could not have a testimony. You wouldn't have a story. Imagine one day somebody just gave you a degree. I'm going to use college because I feel like college is one of the best processes there. And I know, I understand that everyone is listening, everyone is watching, everyone is not going to college and I understand this is not a denial to you or a shot at you. But what I am saying is that when you go to when you go to college you're processed. Not just academically but you have stories. We joke about ramen noodles and, and stuff like that in school, but sometimes those ramen noodles are the only clutch thing you had. 
sometimes that two slices of pizza the, or a fried chicken Wednesday was all the only meal that you look forward to. You need a process. You need the process to become. God wants a relationship with you. And I'm closing now. God wants a relationship with you. And in order to have that relationship, he's got to take you through some things. You're going to struggle some. You're going to suffer some. You're going to cry some. You're going to smile some. You're going to laugh some. But it's my experience that the process is what builds your relationship. Think about the person that you know that's married. They've been married a few years, let me say 10, 15, 20 years. They never say that, hey, we were married and everything, we got married and everything was great. No. They may even say there were some days I wanted to kill him or kill her. They may even say there's some days where I can't stand them. And you ask them, why did you leave? How did you make it? They won't say process, but that's what they say. They say that I just took it one day at a time. We made a commitment. When you accept God into your life and you say that he's your Lord and Savior, you're making a commitment. You're saying, God, no matter what, I'm going I'm to be right here. There's maybe some days when I want to walk away from you, but I'm not going anywhere. And what God is saying is that there's going to be some days when you're going you're gonna to hate me. You're going to hate me. But the only way I know how to, 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 to pull you closer to me is to take you through this process of living. So yes, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna hate when I wake you up at 3 a.m. and tell you to pray. You're going you're gonna to hate when I tell you, hey, you're not reading your Bible enough. You're going to hate when I have to give you a strong word of rebuke. You're going to hate it. When I tell you that, hey, you could have been better with your finances because you're praying about this thing. He said, you could have been better with your finances. You could have saved better. And you're not going to want to hear that. But it's all part of relationship. It is all part of relationship. Embrace the process. The process of becoming. You don't just wake up one day and you are. Or you don't just wake up and you be. You become. The becoming is a process. And so, I want to let you guys know that I'm praying for you. And I'm going to close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the process of becoming. We thank you that you want a relationship with us. We thank you because you want a relationship with us so bad that you put us in the process to achieve the end that you have seen for us. You've seen us already be made whole. You've seen us healed. You've seen us with, with, with the, to, to overcome low self-esteem. You, you've seen us this way. But the only way that you know how to get us there is through the process. And you said that if I don't take you through the process, you will, that we will abort our purpose. 
and we've been crying and begging for purpose. And you keep on saying process. So God, help us to accept the process. Help us to endure the process. Help us. Help us. And God, for every person under the sound of my voice, I ask that you would help them to see the the purpose and the process. That they would see the be and the becoming. I, I, I hope that they would see the method to the madness. And that they, they would not give up. That when you said that all things work out for the good of them that are called the ones that love the Lord, Lord and are called according to his purpose. When you said that, you were talking about the bad times too. That when you said that, you were talking about the hell in their life too. You were talking about the deaths in their life too. And we know that we don't always get it right. We know that we try to shortcut the process. We know that we sometimes cheat the process. But God, here we are. We ask you for forgiveness and let you know that we don't like the process, but we'll endure it. We don't even want the process, but we'll stick it out. Because we know that it's building us to our purpose. And our purpose are not things. Our purpose is not and houses and, and, and speaking engagements. Our purpose is not money in the bank and, and, and followers. Our purpose is not that. Our purpose is you. Our purpose is that we would have relationship with you and that in our living, others would be drawn to have relationship with you too. I do not preach purpose my purpose is relationship with you I don't preach because it feels good I, I preach because it's the way that I can exude my relationship with you that I can share with others my relationship with you the time that we spend together oh we love you Lord God God hear our prayers our prayers. Teach us to endure the purpose. Rather, to endure the process to purpose. We ask all these prayers. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey family, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I hope that this message blessed you. I hope that it spoke to your spirit. I hope that it spoke to your heart and it spoke to your life. I hope that it causes you to begin to think about the process process of becoming in your life, that it causes you to think about how your process is leading to your purpose. 
And I really, truly do. It is my prayer that it, it, it blesses your life and that it enhances your life and it helps you to renew your life. And finally, as always, I would like to open up the opportunity for anyone, any one of my listeners or anyone that just has an interest on accepting Christ into their life and to begin their process of becoming a Christian. I also would like to open up the opportunity for those that need prayer and those that just have questions about their relationship with Christ or maybe just have questions about things in general. I would like to open up that those doors and those opportunities through my methods of communication. You can reach to me, reach out to me rather through email, which my email is Cloyd, spelled C L O Y E D dot Brown at RLCRDU.com. Once again, the email is Cloyd, spelled C L O Y E D dot Brown at RLCRDU.com. I can also be reached on my Facebook, which is my name, Cloyd Stephon Brown, or Instagram at Cloyd Brown, or Twitter at Gentleman Cloyd. You can reach out, reach out to me to any of those forms of communication and we can discuss, we can pray, we can do any of those things that you need to help you in your relationship with Christ. And I hope that this episode has blessed you. And remember, never let your independence rob you.